This is a diet of Brussels. Uh, what's the timeline? When, when are we getting notification of Article 50? Well, uh, with uh, great political timing, uh, Theresa May decides that uh, at the Conservative Party conference uh, this weekend, she would uh, drop into her pre-speech interviews that uh, notification would happen by the end of March 2017. Um, notwithstanding the fact that just uh, uh, less than a week ago I said I was going to stop doing podcasts until something actually happened, uh, I'm not going to claim any credit for uh, doing this. But I think it's worth just uh, reflecting at this stage about that timeline that she's established. The key point for me is that uh, it really underlines how much Brexit and all of the things around it have been driven by British domestic politics. Um, David Cameron's decision to call a referendum in the first place back in 2013 was very much about managing his backbenches. Uh, he was then forced to follow through once he won the general election last year. And the whole agenda for that government and the current government has been about managing the party, managing uh, the domestic consequences, without really uh, any great thought about uh, what that means for the European side of uh, things. Um, if you take it in that light, then uh, Theresa May was going to have to do something for this party conference. There was no way she could get through uh, this current week without making some kind of concession. Now, uh, you can see the uh, suggestion of a great repeal bill, uh, which was floated on the Saturday night uh, before her Sunday speech, uh, as uh, an attempt to just kind of see how that went. In essence, that great repeal bill doesn't really do anything uh, that wasn't going to be necessary anyway. It uh, effectively just repeals the European Communities Act 1972 um, and is a piece of legal housekeeping that would need to have happened at any point. So all she's doing is bringing that a little bit forward uh, and uh, that's about it. Now, given that that was uh, seen through to be very... Uh, inconsequential uh, by all observers and uh, those who care on her backbenches, which is most of them, uh, the, the decision to drop the uh, end of March deadline is really one which is uh, less surprising in that context. It gave them something to chew on, uh, it gave them a clear timeline. Now that's as a date which is consistent with her previous pronouncements, which were which were about early next year. Now, this is as late in early next year as you can get. It's the end of the first quarter. Um, and so she's kind of sticking to that kind of line. Nothing more precise in that timeline than what she has said. Uh, uh, she said that uh, notification will happen when the UK is ready. Uh, nothing about what the... Uh, initial ask is going to be from the UK, either in terms of policy substance. Now, if you want to, to look at it the other way from the European angle, uh, on the one hand, the E27 leaders uh, and the EU institutions are happy that there seems to be some movement about notification, some uh, nominal clarity uh, about this. 
but at the same time recognition that that's not a great point at which to be notified. Remember that we're going to have in the spring, uh, shortly after this uh, notification deadline runs out, uh, we're going to have the French presidential elections, which already in effect have taken France out of uh, the negotiating game um, because uh, they are going to have a change of president. It's, it's very unlikely that François Hollande is going to be able to uh, retain his presidency, let alone uh, he might not even get into the second round as things stand. So these things need to be left uh, to uh, one side. And uh, on top of that, we're going to have uh, the general elections in uh, the autumn of next year. Uh, and it's hard to see how by the time a French government gets itself together uh, and uh, up and running, uh, that uh, the German government won't be winding down for the election season. So potentially we've got a, a six-month period where Article 50, remember it's got this two-year period in it, uh, isn't really going anywhere. It will be about the technical process, establishing working groups, uh, drawing up lists and uh, procedures and things like that, rather than anything substantive. Now, uh, that I think really is, is redolent of the, the general British position, which is that uh, it's a domestic uh, problem first and foremost, and other people are going to have to work around their needs and their priorities. So I think uh, it's uh, hard to see how uh, Theresa May uh, doesn't uh, notify uh, Article 50 once uh, we get to uh, the end of March. Uh, next year. I think that, that has to be the, the, the racing certainty on this one. Um, the only things that can really delay her in that are either uh, some external change of circumstances, uh, some major economic catastrophe or uh, military uh, type uh, event which really kind of requires uh, all hands on deck, uh, which doesn't look to be likely at this stage. Even a, a Trump presidency is not going to um, cause that much disruption to this uh, process uh, if we look at it in, in the round. Uh, the other thing which might cause a possible delay uh, and scope for slippage might be one of the legal challenges that is working its way through the courts at this stage. During last week, uh, one of the uh, cases required that the UK uh, government publish its legal advice um, as part of uh, explaining what, how things stood. Now, one of those cases could potentially result in requiring uh, a parliamentary vote. Um, if number 10 were seeking to delay matters or postpone matters, it might say, well, sorry, we've got to follow the rule of law here uh, and we have to respect the court's decision uh, and so we're going to have to push things back a little bit further. However, I think it's still very hard to see how Parliament can come to any other decision other than to confirm the result of the referendum. Um, and I think there's uh, a working majority uh, in uh, the House of uh, Commons to make sure that uh, that happens. However, uh, that really depends on what one's attitude is towards the government, that it uh, seems to be uh, 
following the line, the Brexit means Brexit, that this will happen, uh, notwithstanding the fact that most cabinet members are uh, people who voted to remain. If you're a bit more cynical, then I think you know, you're still not uh, at the beginning of the process. And even if we do get into Article 50 uh, next March, uh, I think we're still going to find that there are a number of issues, legal questions, which uh, raise the potential for this whole thing to be held up uh, quite a bit more. Final word uh, on this. Uh, if we do have a uh, March 17 uh, notification, that suggests that a deal has to be done uh, normally by March 2019. That's uh, advantageous because it means the UK doesn't have to go through providing MEPs for uh, the uh, elections that uh, will take place for the European Parliament in uh, the middle of 19. It means that uh, it doesn't have to get involved in the multi-annual framework for the budget that starts uh, in 20. Um, it's a relatively clean point at the back end. Um, one irony is that it would also mean that the uh, MEPs uh, who have been in the Parliament since 1999 uh, won't quite be in post long enough to get their long service uh, boost to their pensionable rights uh, at the point at which they retire, which presumably the UK would be bound to honour. Uh, that's neither here nor there, but we might note that one of the MEPs who started in 1999 was Nigel Farage. So. Uh, there might be a little bit of uh, personal uh, vendetta here that uh, if that could happen, then I'm sure Theresa May would be uh, more than delighted at that kind of outcome. However, these are trifles in comparison to what still awaits. Uh, I think we need to see a bit more whether anything else comes out of the uh, Conservative Party conference. At the moment, I think that looks unlikely. Um, and really the next step between now and March is going to be the point at which the government gives some indication, uh, further indication, uh, some indication actually, about what it is actually trying to achieve in this process. That, I fear, we might have to wait a bit of time for because at the moment we really haven't got clarity uh, about that uh, approach and how the uh, assorted squares are circled. So until then, uh, I shall uh, wish you an uh, enjoyable uh, autumn uh, and we shall talk again at some point.